Welcome back, world, to a brand new episode of Roped In. This is your host, John Roper, and it is going to be another solo episode. Um, but before I get into the episode, uh, I know I'm going to go a little off topic. This is a sports podcast, but it was one of the ones that I wanted to talk about in the last podcast that, for some foolish reason, I just didn't get the time to. But I recently had a family vacation to Orlando where we rented an amazing Airbnb, went to Universal Studios, and I rode the Hulk. Um, was one of the scariest experiences of my life. Fun fact about John Roper, I'm not a huge fan of roller coasters, but it, it was a birthday present for my mom, so she really wanted to do it, so we had to do it. Um, yeah, good experience, but probably won't like be lining up to do it again anytime soon. Um, but Universal was super fun, and we went on a couple other good rides. My mom and my other sister went on a ride called Velocicoaster. Um, but luckily for me, I had another sister who just wasn't feeling well, so I took one for the team and I stood on the side with her. Um, but other things that happened, went to Epcot. Uh, I ate and I saw some alligators. Uh, I had a medieval dinner. Cirque du Soleil was really fun. But most importantly, I just had an amazing time um, hanging out with family. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of give a nod and a shout out to my family. It was a lot of fun. And if you guys haven't been, Orlando is amazing. Oh, Another thing I should mention, it kind of got brought up in the last episode, and I've brought it up before, but me and my dad went to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Philadelphia Eagles game, where Eagles, without a doubt, won that game, um, so they kept their undefeated streak going, and I mean, it was a week later after that, so they're, they're still undefeated and beating the Jets right now at halftime, um, but again, it was just a, a really fun time in Orlando, so if you haven't been, I, I highly suggest going to Orlando. But again, this is a sports podcast, so let's uh, get into the sports. On today's episode, again, just me, we'll be doing a little bit of the NBA, bit of a preview, but kind of in a different way, not just ranking and playoff predictions. It's it's more just kind of my takes on certain things that happen in the offseason um, and things that will happen in the regular season, and yes, where certain teams will fall in certain categories. I'll also be talking about some players that I think are on the NFL trading block because the trade deadline is... Coming up in about two weeks or so. Um, so I'm going to be talking about players that I think you could see on the move. And finally, going to be doing a bit of what's happened so far in the MLB postseason recap. Uh, me and my dad did some previews on on an episode or two ago. Um, uh, no, yeah, it was last episode. And boy. We, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we're not baseball like superstars. So... There were some ones that we got wrong, but again, I am just going to be talking about what has happened and give my predictions. They might not mean anything at this point, but I'll give my predictions on what I think will happen. Um, so with that all being said, I guess let's just get right into the episode. And as I said, first segment of today's episode is the NBA preview. Uh, I'm a huge basketball fan. Me and my dad last episode talked about what we thought of Miami Heat's offseason. But now I'm going to be talking about one of the bigger trades that did happen. Um, some of the other moves, things that I've already talked about in previous episodes. And then what I think will potentially happen, some big stories. Well, I should say big stories, but a few stories here and there. And then I have my different categories. I think it's about six or seven different rankings of the teams. Um, but again, it's my rankings, my podcast, so sit back, listen, and have fun with my NBA predictions. First off, I do want to talk about one of the big news is, big news is, 
one of the big news stories. Uh, me and my dad did briefly mention it in our heat review, um, but it's the Damian Lillard trade. So I'm going to be talking about the winners and losers of the trade. First off, I want to say I actually think every team in this won. So my loser is just the team that's come out the worst out of this, mainly because I am a long picture kind of guy, so keep that in mind. Um, give you some ideas to predict what I'm going to say from now, but I'm a guy that looks for the future, so I'm going to say the team that I think came out with the worst of the three three teams. So, yes, first off, let's go with the winners. This pains me to say it because I hate them, but I actually think the Celtics are arguably the biggest winners in this trade. Um, yeah, they didn't get Damian Lillard, but they got Drew Holiday. So, some of you might not know, the Celtics lost... Who was it? I think they lost Marcus Smart in the Tingus Pingus trade. Uh, Tingus Pingus is Kristaps Porzingis, for those that don't know. Um, Tingus Pingus is probably going to be referring to him a lot, so keep that in mind. <laughs> but yeah, they lost uh, Marcus Smart, uh, which was a huge defensive piece to them. They brought in Drew Holiday. Where I think Drew Holiday is amazing is I actually think Drew Holiday is a better defender than Smart. Yep, Smart's amazing, but I do think Holiday's a little bit better, and I definitely think Holiday's better offensively. He's going to be able to be the Robin on certain nights, potentially even a Batman during the regular season. I don't think he's going to be enough to be a Batman in the postseason for the Celtics to win, but he could be a Batman in the um, regular season. Holiday's still got that offensive ability. But when you think about what the Celtics now have with their trades this offseason and a starting lineup of Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Tingus Pingus. I, I can't say I know the Celtics roster enough right now um, to, to know who that fifth person is going to slide in because they've also lost Robert Williams in the Drew Holiday trade. Um, but yes, I, I really like what the Celtics have come out with, and it hurts me to say because I hate the Celtics. I still don't think it's good enough for them to win everything, but I do think out of this trade... They've actually won by still not getting the best player because the best player was Damian Lillard, so it's funny to say. Um, but yes, Celtics. Other winners in this trade, I actually think are the Blazers. Again, as I said, I'm looking for the long haul, and I like what the Blazers have done. I think they kind of knew this was going to be happening. That's why they drafted Scoot Henderson. I think Scoot Henderson is going to come guns a-blazing out of the gate. I think he's going to perform... Obviously not the triple-double ability right away like Russell Westbrook, but I think he's got the athletic ability that's to drive, to be everything, do everything. Um, that I really like Scoot Henderson. I like DeAndre Ayton. I know he's he's had his childish moments, and maybe he won't ever get there. But I really do like DeAndre Ayton. I like Robert Williams III. He came from Boston. Um, so they have those two big men. But another big thing is I think they really – Came out good with their trades in terms of the draft capital. Uh, they got two unprotected firsts. They got a top four protected first. For those that don't fully know basketball trades, let me quickly explain. The protected trades, and I'm not going to say I'm an expert, so don't quote me on this. But as an example, I said there was a top four protected trade. Say the Blazers had the Celtics top four protected trade. If the Celtics got a top four pick, that trade then bounces to the next year potentially as a top 10 or maybe even a lottery protected pick lottery is top like 14 or 15 again basically the teams that don't make the playoffs so if you fall within say the top 10 next year 
That pick then bounces another year to just an overall first-round protected. No, can't just be a first-round protected pick. I think the maximum you can do is lottery. And if you fall out of the lottery, then the trade's there. So again, looping all the way back, let me just explain all that again. And if you're lost, I am so sorry because I did explain this poorly. Top four protected pick. Again, Blazers have the Celtics. Say the Celtics suck and have the third pick in the draft. The pick in 2024 is then going to fall to 2025 as, say, a lottery-protected first-round pick. And if the Celtics finish within the lottery in 2024, it then bounces to 2025 as just a first-round pick. But say in 2024, the Celtics finish fifth outside of the top four. It's no longer protected, and that pick stays with the Blazers. Um, I hope I explained that well. But again, the Blazers got two unprotected firsts, one top four protected first, and a 2028 and a 2030 first round pick swap. Pick swaps are easier to explain, so I'll explain that now. Again, say the Blazers had the Celtics pick swap rights. Whoever had the best pick is going to go to the Blazers. That's what the pick swap rights do. So, yeah, I mean, you still are losing your first. You're not getting an extra one, but it's nice to know that, hey... I could still make the playoffs and get somebody's good pick by exchanging mine for theirs. Um, and again, they have DeAndre Ayton, who I like, Robert Williams, Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, still good. Um, if I'm correct, Brogdon might be on that team, or he's just a trade block, because that's kind of where I'm segueing into other winners of this trade. It's, I think, Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams is third, DeAndre Ayton, Jeremy Grant are winners. Yeah, they're not a team. They're players, I know. But because they've been traded to, team, to the team where I think is rebuilding, it puts them in an ability where they could go to a contender. And anytime you go to a contender and are in that playoff round, that's what you're in the league for. So that's why I put them as a winner. The Blazers are selling and all those people are good trade targets. They can get good capital back. Now we're going on to the losers and it's the only team left out. Again, this is why I said I don't actually believe they're losers. I just think in the long term, They've somehow come out the worst, and it's going to be the Bucks. Surprise, surprise, they're the last team in this trade. Yeah, they got the the Damian Lillard, the best player, out of the trade, so it's, it's amazing. But Drew Holiday and Jalen Carter were great at defense, and they're both gone. Middleton and Lopez have their injury issues, and I don't honestly think that Lillard and, and Tentacumpu are enough to win a finals. Yeah, they could come out of the East. The East is sometimes weak, but again... I like where the Celtics are. I think it's going to be a Celtics-Bucks showdown in the East. But ultimately, I don't think that Lillard's enough to raise the Bucks to it. And Giannis and, and Lillard are, are getting older. They're, they're, I shouldn't say on the expiring contracts, but they're, they're not going to be at this elite, going to win it forever um, level for long. So in the long haul, because of the draft capital they gave up, I think the Bucks are losers. They could make me bite my words because Lillard and Antetokounmpo are amazing players and they could easily win it all. But yeah, they're my losers out of it. And finally, my Miami Heat, I mentioned them last week. I think they're a loser because they didn't get anything out of either of these two trades. I would have loved to either get Lillard or Holiday, but we didn't. So that's why I had the Heat as losers. Again, going into my Embry preview, how I said, I've got like seven different ranking and categories of of where I think teams are going to finish. So here, let me explain a little bit. First category is bottom three. Teams that I think are going to finish in the bottom three are the Portland Trailblazers at the 28th, 
Wizards 29th and Hornets 30th. Actually, in that order. I think Wizards are going to be... I mean, Hornets are going to be worst. Wizards second worst. Trailblazers third worst. Now, I know I just said they were a winner in a trade. But again, it's because I think they're built for the long term. I don't think they have the experience to really do much this year. To be honest, I probably should have put them at 29. I think the Wizards are, are definitely going to be rebuilding. They don't have the experience. I think their defense is getting there. But I think Jordan Poole, another one of my predictions here... Jordan Poole could be the next James Harden, not to the level of like James Harden, but he's going to break out now that he's the guy on offense. I think he's really going to shock a lot of people um, and break out, but it's the lack of experience and lack of defense why I put the Wizards this low, and I'm changing it up already on you guys. Wizards are the 28th team next year. 29th, Trailblazers. Again, it's the inexperience, but I think they're going to do well. And 30th, Hornets. Again, Lack of experience, no defense, no big man. Um, I don't know. I just I think they don't they have less of a direction than the Wizards and Blazers right now, and that's why I have the Hornets down there. My next category with the rankings is the blow it up team. Now it should be blow it up teams, but I really only have one in the blow it up, and I think it's the Raptors. From now, I think the Raptors should blow it up and and Trade Siakam, trade Ananobi, get the draft picks, get the younger players, just do the overhaul. Um, they could, again, make me bat my words. I don't think they will. I think the Raptors should blow it up. Next category are also teams that I think are going to be fun to watch. They might not really be a contender at all, but they're going to be fun to watch. And it's the Detroit Pistons. Again, I've mentioned them in two or three episodes. I love the young roster. If I'm correct, I'm actually going to look back at my notes. If I'm correct, I had them as the number one rated. Oh, no. It was OKC. Um, but I had Detroit ranked, I think, as the second highest in terms of like a young roster. I love the Detroit Pistons. They're going to be fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be an exciting one. Another one in that category, the Orlando Magic. I've had them in this category for about the past seven years. Um, I love the rookies they've drafted. I love the young team they have. I hope they can put it together because I like the players that they have. Finally, a team that's above these other two, but I still don't think is there in terms of contending, is OKC. Maybe they should be in my next category that I'm going to mention, but it's because they're in that younger category as well that I have them in the fun-to-watch stage. Um, so yeah, it's the OKC Thunder. The next category that, again, I think OKC could be in are the people that are knocking on the door to be um, long shot title, or sorry, long shot, yeah, or contenders. It's the Miami Heat. Uh, I love the Miami Heat. I, I love Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. They're a gritty team. Who knows? They could even make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't think realistically they're good enough to win the finals. Again, injuries could happen any given any given day. They are a gritty team. They they do well in the playoffs. As my dad said, they don't seem to care what position they come in the post in the regular season. Um, so, hint, it's going to be to a next podcast segment. They they don't mind resting certain players or or. Or putting other players in certain games during the regular season. As long as they get to the postseason, they perform very well. New York Knicks are a team that I think are, are up and coming and I think are knocking on the door to being contenders. The 76ers, I think, have fallen out of title contention. And they're also now on that knocking on the door um, status. And finally, the Clippers. I don't think that uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to stay healthy enough for the Clippers to be contenders for a long time. Now we're moving into my next category, which I think is the long shot title contenders. Pains me to say it because I hate Ja Morant, but it's Memphis Grizzlies. 
Lakers, also not a crazy team of mine. I respect the crap out of them, but I can't say I'm a huge Laker fan. But I do give them the respect. Love the legends that they have. R.I.P. Kobe, one of the greats to ever do it. But I have the Lakers in this category as well. And finally, the Golden State Warriors. Again, they're like the Heat where they could surprise me and move into the next category pretty easily. I just think their core is aging. Um, Jordan Poole is a big man off the bench for them throughout the regular season that if Curry and, and Thompson get injured, do they have enough to replace that? Um, but yeah, they're in my long shot title contenders. And in the title contenders, I have, surprise, surprise, the Denver Nuggets, the Boston Celtics, who I've already mentioned, Milwaukee Bucks, who I've already mentioned, and the Phoenix Suns, who I don't know if I've talked about too much, but they've made some big trades to have a super team over there with Booker, Beal, and Durant. So um, I think the Suns are with that trio, without a doubt, in title contention. All this being said, I think the Nuggets are going to repeat. That team is too dang good. They're tall, they're defensive, they're offensive. Everybody's selfless on that team. And it's Jokic's side job. And he's still the greatest player playing right now in my eyes. Like, you can't stop him. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say the greatest player playing right now, but... You know what, I'm going to say it. Yeah, he's undefendable right now. How do you defend Jokic? Seeing what he did in the postseason, if he does it again, Denver Nuggets are repeating. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I'm watching the Eagles-Jets game right now, and Devontae Smith just dropped a wide-open pass. Uh, Again, Nuggets, champions. Other small predictions I'm going to have, I think Wemby's going to struggle out of the gate at first, but then he's eventually going to become the Rookie of the Year. And for the Sixth Man of the Year, I think it's going to be a race between Josh Hart um, over there in New York. Whether it's Caleb Martin or Tyler Hero coming off the bench for Miami, I think they're going to be in the contention. And finally, depending on what happens, Chris Paul with the Warriors, I don't think they can start Chris Paul, Steph Curry, um, and... Clay Thompson. You know what? Maybe they could. They could shift Clay Thompson to three and put Chris Paul to two. Andrew Wiggins at four and Draymond at five, but that's too small in my eyes. I like the Wiggins at three, Thompson at two, Draymond at four. Um, so yeah, Chris Paul, I think, is in that contention for a sixth man of the year. Again, as I mentioned, he's also in that contention for being traded to the Miami Heat. But yeah, that all being said, those are my predictions and previews for the uh, upcoming NBA season. Welcome back to the second segment. It's the NFL trade block. Now, I'm just going to give a shout out. Uh, Today's episode is sponsored by the Hufflepuff Quidditch team. Now, I am also going to get it out there. All of the rights, all of the trademarks go to J.K. Rowling and anybody else that's part of the owning of the Disney, I mean, the Harry Potter rights. Um, I'm kind of just joking when I say this. I'm wearing my hat. Hogwarts Hufflepuff Quidditch Team Captain shirt. Again, another shout-out to my Orlando Universal trip. Um, Why is it Hufflepuff, you say? Um, I took a Facebook quiz, and it gave me Hufflepuff, and Facebook quizzes don't lie. So, yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff, love Quidditch, and I'm a team captain. So, yeah, there you have it. Again, all the rights go to all the people. If there's any money involved, which there isn't in this podcast, there's like, what, 20 listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, But again, go Hufflepuff. So here we are, NFL trade block. Um, there's a couple of names I'm going to get into, um, maybe around 15 to 20 that I think could be on the move and names to watch. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about them, but I'm going to kind of mention them, why I think they're on the trade block and where I think they could go. 
so first off, Devontae Adams over there with the Vegas Raiders. I think he could go because his big buddy Derek Carr is gone. I think it's the big reason he went to Vegas to play with his college teammate Derek Carr. So I think he's going to be gone. He's on pace for about 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns. Who knows? Maybe someone like the Panthers could make a big play for him. Um, and eventually you'll see who I think are on the Panthers trade block. Um, so yeah, I think the Panthers could be where you, he thinks I think he could go. And I'll get into why I think the Panthers. Actually, you know what? I'll just say now. I think the Panthers are in there because Bryce Young needs that go-to guy to um, help his career. If they can get a receiver now or a top draft pick to potentially get Marvin Harrison Jr., I love that guy. Um, you never know, but I think Devontae Adams is on the block and could go to the Panthers. Next up, Gardner Minshew. Actually, you know what? Let me stick. It's going to be Hunter Renfro. Similar reasons, he's on a team that doesn't use him. He was a 1,000-yard receiver in 2021 and just barely gets used this year, so I could see him on the move for a similar reason to a team like the Panthers, maybe the Packers, uh, maybe even the Giants. Next up, Gardner Minshew, like I just said. I think Richardson is a plan over there in Indianapolis, so I could see Minshew going to a team like New York or potentially even Arizona, because they're having their potential quarterback issues this year, maybe not next year, so getting someone like Gardner Minshew to be a stopgap quarterback. No, he's not going to win it at all for you, but he is going to help your team develop the youngsters and, and be a contending playoff team. Next up, I think, is Devin White, the middle linebacker over there in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think Levante David is old and Devin White is the answer there, but Devin White put in his trade uh, request in the offseason. I don't think an extension's really been worked out, so I think that might as well get the talent that you can now for him. So that's why I think Devin White is on the trade block. And I could see him going to, sheesh, maybe a team like the Eagles. They always find a way to pull off a trade for those crazy athletic linebackers. Um, they have some young linebackers like a... Nicobe Dean and some draft picks that they could potentially give up because I love Nicobe Dean, but he's not performing. I don't think where the Eagles want him to because he doesn't play as much as I see him do. That's why I say that. But I love Nicobe Dean. I just think Devin White would play more on that team. Zach Ertz, an old Eagle, I could see on the move as well. He's right now playing in Arizona, but Trey McBride is, I think, a good backup. He's the answer for them at, at tight end, and Ertz is playing well, so. A rebuilding Arizona might as well trade Zach Ertz. As much as it hurts me to say it, I could see him going to a team like the Cowboys because they do need a tight end. Mike Evans, the big receiver over there in Tampa Bay, I could also see him. Similar reason as Devin White. I believe he put in a trade request, but there's just been no sign of a contract extension, which, surprise, surprise, is going to be a theme of kind of this list, but there's no sign of a contract extension. Um, and I could see a team like maybe the Chiefs or the Bills, you know, one of those big teams actually making a play for Mike Evans because Mike Evans probably wants a ring. And he's, what is it, a record nine straight thousand yard seasons. Uh, another player who, I mean, you never know, maybe it was just worked out to make it more of a trade asset. I think Jonathan Taylor is still on the trade block. You can't be an owner and say those words and, and expect the relationship just to heal in here's a contract, here's some money. But money's caused people to stay in certain teams for a long time before, so maybe Jonathan Taylor doesn't go on the move. But if he does, I think the Bears, Finns, and Rams could be trade targets. Derek Barnett of my Philadelphia Eagles, he's also another guy. He was a first-round pick, but he just hasn't produced no extension in the books, so I could see him going to a team like the Saints or the Finns. Buda Baker, 
Again, no huge contact ascension. The Cardinals suck this year, so I think he's eventually just going to put in a huge trade request and want to get out of there. Like I said with the Devin White, I could see the Eagles doing something crazy and going to get Buda Baker to solidify their safeties because I, I think they lost a little bit. Marcus Epson and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson were, were huge for them. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love Sidney Jones and Edmonds, the good linebacker. His brother is now... I can't remember if it's Terrell or Traymond. I think it's Terrell Edmonds as a safety. Um, but I think if they get Buda Baker, that's obviously a big upgrade. T. Higgins, I also think, is on the trade market. I think he wants the number one wide receiver money, and the Bengals are already paying Burrow. I need to think about paying Chase. Can't lock up all of that in the passing game. So I think T. Higgins is just going to be in the market for that reason and potentially go to a team like the Panthers. As I said, the Panthers need to get that receiver. So let me get into... Now that I've said two big receivers that could go there, two players I think the Panthers could get up to get them. Brian Burns, I think, is the number one guy that's on the trade block. Again, no contract extension in sight. He's got a lot of talent. You might as well use it to get something to help build Bryce Young up. Bryce Young I, hasn't started the season well, but I do think is the answer. Jeremy Chin's another player on the Carolina Panthers that I think is going to be good. He's a hybrid do-it-all player. Plays cornerback, plays linebacker, plays safety. Right now, I think he's listed as a cornerback because they already have some decent safeties. But I think he could be a good piece for a T. Higgins trade. Maybe even the Devontae Adams trade. If anything, that's another player that I could actually see the Eagles doing something crazy for to get. Um, I don't think they have that number one receiver to give up. But who knows? Maybe they give up a draft pick. Aaron Donald on the Rams. Again, it's a similar reason as Buda Baker. The Rams just aren't really going anywhere anytime soon, and Aaron Donald probably wants to go for another ring. So I could see a team like the Finns going for him, and as much as it hates me to Sorry, Finns, I've been saying the whole time they're the Dolphins, for those that don't fully follow Eagle, I mean, football. Um, the Finns. I could also see them going to the Cowboys, which I hate, but the Cowboys could make a big move to try and solidify that defensive line to help out Micah Parsons. Kirk Cousins is another guy that I've seen throughout. I don't fully know why. I don't think the, the Vikings really have a backup plan behind him, but they haven't really talked about signing him long-term. I get he's not the Super Bowl winning answer, but what is their answer? Are they are they banking on getting something in the offseason? I don't know, but for it, I could see Kirk Cousins going. And with that, the Jets and the Niners are the two teams that could do it because, I mean, yeah, Aaron Donald, could he come back from that ACL injury? Who knows? And the Niners... Is Brock Purdy really the answer? But then again, I think he's more of an answer than Kirk Cousins. Finally, rounding it all off, Kyler Murray. He's he's not really wanted or happy over there in Arizona, I don't think. Mainly, he doesn't watch film. I don't like his coaching staff. Frustrating player to have around. And I think the Jets, Niners could be there. And then my wild card trade. Why not trade Kyler Murray for Justin Fields? Both franchises can move on from their frustrating quarterbacks. I think franchise fan bases are getting frustrated. Whereas I actually like Justin Fields more. Um, some of my friends know I'm a huge fan of Netflix stars, and he was on a huge Netflix show. But that all being said, I also think he's a good player. Ooh, good block. Again, watching the Eagles game. Alan Lazard just laid out Reed Blankenship. Um, so again, maybe Kyler Murray goes for Justin Fields. But there you have it. There's about, I don't know, 15, 20 people that I've talked about. Big names that I could see on the move. Yes, realistically, I only think maybe three to five of those names are going to be on the move. But those are people that I, I think keep an eye on because it's going to shake the league up a little bit.
and final segment of today's episode. It's again that recap and prediction going forward of the MLB postseason. So as I said, if you listened to my last episode, here's the spoiler alert. <laughs> my predictions with my dad, we, we weren't too hot. Um, but here we go. Going into the MLB playoffs, they, they started uh, a few days ago. I'm going to say, what, 10, 10, 12 days ago. Um, but yeah, they, I love watching postseason baseball. It's been amazing to watch. One of the big moments that have come from it that I absolutely love went around, got viral on social media. Can't remember the player now, but it was the Phillies player that no commentary is going on. The entire crowd is chanting his walk-up music. Guy comes on, smacks a grand slam. Just chilling moments, and I love that stuff in the playoffs. But again, let's just kind of dive right into it. Um, first series, let's go Let's go with the NL this time. Um, the entire wild card, actually. Sorry, I said I was going with the NL. The entire wild card was the sweep. So we're starting with the NL. The Diamondbacks swept the Brewers, which was shocking. I thought the Brewers were going to win. I didn't have much faith in the Diamondbacks, but boy, are they shocking the crap out of me. Um, but yeah, they swept the Brewers. The Phillies swept the Marlins, so that was a favorite team sweeping the Marlins. That's one that I actually... Actually, no, I don't think I predicted a sweep, but I predicted the Phillies beating the Marlins. Rangers swept the Rays. I predicted the Rays to go very far, so that sucked, but... Raves are proven, to, I mean, Rangers are proven to be pretty good, and they swept the Rays. And finally, the Twins just came out, smacked, and swept the Blue Jays. Again, as my dad said, they lost, what, like 18 straight postseason games? Not anymore. Swept. Um, swept those Blue Jays. So, yeah, that's the wild card. There really wasn't much to it. Sweepings are always pretty like, yep, yeah, we deserve this. Now let's move on to the Division Series round. So it had the Diamondbacks going up against the Braves. This one, I mean, sorry, Diamondbacks were going up against the Dodgers. Sorry, guys. The Diamondbacks going up against the Dodgers after just beating the Brewers. This one shocked the living crikeys out of me. It was a Diamondbacks sweep over the Dodgers. Mookie Betts didn't even show up. I don't even know where the Dodgers were. The sweat, the, the Dodgers, I mean, the Diamondbacks, blah, blah. The Diamondbacks came in and just did work over the Dodgers. So, yeah. That was fun to watch. Another one that, I mean, I'm excited. It was fun to watch, but it does go against my predictions. The Phillies beat the Braves. One game away from a sweep. They won it 3-1. Um, super fun to watch. That was the series where it had that amazing Grand Slam that I was just talking about. So, yeah, that, that was really fun. Um, I do like the Phillies. I, I predicted the Braves to win it all, but I like the Phillies. Um, now we're switching over to the AL side, and the Rangers swept the Orioles. Now, I thought the Rays were going to beat the Orioles, so this is where I thought the Orioles were going to get knocked out. But when the Braves, I mean, when the Rangers made it, I thought the Orioles were going to beat the Rangers, and <laughs> sweep. Again, the Orioles, as my dad said, their their starting pitchers are banged up. But I mean, when you win a hundred games, you should you should be in contention or win at least one playoff game. So it was crazy to see them get swept. And finally, Houston beat the Twins 3-1. That's where the Twins, again, continued their postseason struggles. But they got one more win out of it, so they've now got three wins in these postseason games. They've just also got three losses. So the Astros beat them and moved on. So now here we're into the championship series. So these haven't happened yet, so there's no review to do. Now it's my prediction time. It's the Battle of Texas. 
I want the Rangers to win, so I'm going to predict the Rangers because I, I don't know too much between the two teams. I think it's going to be a close battle, but I hate the Astros, and I want the Rangers to win that battle at Texas and move on to the World Series. On the other side, I love the Diamondbacks story because, I mean, I'm not an avid baseball fan, so to me it's fun to see teams that you don't normally see make it this far. And let's be honest, Diamondbacks don't normally make it this far, so it's fun to see them make it this far. Who they're going up against are the Philadelphia Phillies, who I think are a super fun team, and I think the Philadelphia Phillies are going to win that series. They beat the Braves, who I think are the best team in baseball and who I predicted to win the World Series, so I think the team that beat the team I predicted is going to do it, and it's also because of what I've seen. I just I think that the Phillies are going to beat the Diamondbacks. Now we're getting on to the World Series, and I think the Phillies are going to beat the Rangers. Um, I think Bryce Harper is... An amazing baseball player and and actually potentially going to, I'm not going to say take over the face of baseball. I think Ronald Acuna is too dang good. Aaron Judge is a great player. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are still really good. But Bryce Harper's now putting his name up there as, yeah, I'm him. Oh, sorry. Mookie Betts is also in that contention. And not to say Bryce Harper fell out of that contention, but I mean, I think the ring has eluded him. I don't know if he's won it yet. Maybe he has. And I'm, I'm sorry, baseball fans, if he has, you can correct me in the comments. Um, but I love Bryce Harper. I love watching him play, and I want to see him get a ring. So, yeah, there's my prediction on what's going to happen. Go Phillies! And that marks the end of another episode. It is a bit of a shorter episode. Again, they are shorter when I don't have guests, but it also is just, I'm going to be honest. Actually, you know what? I don't really need to get into that too much. No guests. I had fun making this episode. I hope you guys had fun listening to the episode. I can't say I have a crazy amount. I, I don't fully know what I'm going to be talking about in next week's episode to say look forward to this. But thank you very much if you've been listening to all the episodes or if this is the first time listening to an episode. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to me. Again, having a lot of fun with this podcast. Um, and if I can inspire anybody else to kind of follow their dreams on certain things like this, it's... It's not as hard as it looks, folks. you got to dive right into it. It's, it's just do it, and then you'll realize that it's not as bad as you think it is. So that's kind of my bit of advice to it. Um, but there you have it. Next Sunday, um, I will be traveling back from North Carolina from a wedding. One of my really, really good friends, shout out to Michaela Harvey. She's getting married. Um, so I think that's going to be a really fun wedding. Um, actually, funny story, just quickly tying it all in there. Way back when on one of my episodes, I gave a shout out to my Auntie Connie for giving me the segment episode for the Women's Soccer World Cup. This is her daughter, Michaela Harvey, getting married. So yeah, <laughs> that family's getting some shout outs on my podcast. Um, I don't know if she's still an avid listener. If she is, yay, thank you very much for listening. Love you, Auntie Connie. Um, but again, not going to hold you guys much longer anymore. As always, Hakuna Matata. <laughs>